understanding. Psalm 100. Amen. We're going to start reading in verse number 1. Psalm 100. When you get there, say amen. Amen. Make a joyful noise or joyful shout to the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. Mm, Pray with me. Daddy, we love you today. You are so good. And God, we are so grateful today for the opportunity to be able to gather around your word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but you have clearly declared that your word will never pass away. And so, God, we honor your word. We reverence your word. Everything stops and everything is seated as we listen for the voice of God today. Father, take these lips of clay. Speak through me, O God. Use me. Father, I am still amazed that you use broken vessels to proclaim your truth. But nonetheless, I am grateful. Fill me up today, God. And I pray that every person that is listening today, after they hear, Father, this word, that their hearts will be filled with so much love and gratitude that it becomes contagious and offer up a sacrifice of worship unto you. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the Lord's presence. Good morning again. Or should I say good afternoon? It's still morning. Uh, I am thankful. I want you to look at your neighbor and say that to your neighbor. I am thankful. Look, look to somebody else and tell them, I am thankful. Thankful. As I said at the beginning of the service today, every day should be a day of thanksgiving for the Christian. You you hear what I'm saying? We don't wait till uh, November 27th to give God thanks. Every single day, believers, Christians, we ought to be reeking the sweet aroma of thanksgiving. Because you understand more than anybody else who don't know God, that it is God who has blessed you. That it is God who has sustained you. It is God that gives you everything that you got and so much more. We live in a generation today that is ungrateful. People take things for granted. Because we have so much, we tend to focus on what we don't have. and It encourages a spirit of ingratitude. You see, the lust for more and more provokes a spirit of ingratitude. But how many know it's not supposed to be so named among you? Because you know better. Look at your neighbor and say, you know better. See, the church should be the most thankful institution on the planet. Because you know that nothing in your life happened by accident. Are you hearing me? The Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So we know, we know more than anybody else that God is in control of our every step. I want you to think about that for a moment. How many know that there's nothing to get by God? Nothing. 
You see, when, the, when we fail to give God thanks, we ignore his sovereignty. Everybody say sovereignty. Sovereignty means, hear this, that God is over everything. Watch this. And there's nothing that happens in your life, not one thing, not one thing that don't come across God's desk first. I want that to settle in for a moment because that's maybe a little bit difficult for you to understand. Because right now you're thinking, well, Pastor, what about this situation I'm dealing with? Nothing. Pastor, what about this sickness? I'm Nothing. What about this boss that I absolutely, you couldn't have given me? Nothing. Nothing in your life happens unless God has to say, okay. How many know God is omniscient? All-knowing, omnipotent, all-power. You know what all-knowing means? What? You know what all-knowing means? All-knowing. All-knowing. That means God know every, God know everything that concerns you. And this is why you must determine in your heart always to give God thanks. Always. Pastor, I don't understand. I don't understand either. But what I do understand is I'm going to praise him because I know he's with me. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me this morning? So the fact that God gives, the fact that I know that God is sovereign, it gives me, a, it gives me great confidence. You know, it gives me great confidence because no matter what happened in my life, I know that my daddy is watching over me. I may not like the situation, but I can thank him that, God, I thank you that you got your eyes on this, God. And while I'm going through this, I'm going to give you the praise and I'm going to let everybody know that I'm thankful. Christians, you Christian, you sanctified person, you Holy Ghost filled person, everybody ought to know that you're grateful. God does not like complaining. I'll show you that in a moment. Oh, how do we live in a generation of whiners, complainers? Oh, God, I'm tick and tired of driving this raggedy car. I just drove in Brother John's car. It was nice. And look what I got. I got a piece of junk. Yeah, but that piece of junk been getting you to work for the past year. You ought to give God thanks for that. Oh, God, I don't like this job. I don't like these people. I hate them. But that job has provided for you. We live in a generation. It is natural. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's natural to complain. Natural. Especially in our country where we have so much. You know, it seems like the more you get, the, le- the, 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 the less graceful we become. God said in the book of Deuteronomy, he said he, said he had to warn them. He said, look now, look, I'm going to bless you real good. But he, but he backed up, he said, but, but here's what I want, but don't you forget. How many know that we forget sometimes? You know what I'm talking about, your Holy Ghost self. You know we things get a little hard, things get a little tough. We tend to magnify what's hard instead of saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, God, where are you at? <laughs> See, the challenge is to give God thanks. When you don't feel like giving them thanks. Uh, see, that's a challenge, isn't it? Because you don't always feel like giving God thanks, especially if it's hard. Because all you're trying to do is say, God, get me out of this. And if God don't get you out, you're mad. <laughs> God, make a way for me. God, get me out. I ain't going to thank you until I come up out of this. I'm like, Jacob, I'm going to wrestle you, God, until you get me out. And, and we get stuck in that place and we get stuck right there. 
and, 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 and this spirit of ingratitude, before you know it, it's just like a fish that is in the water uh, that got hooked. And you find yourself walking in and living in ungratefulness. And we see it on your face because sometimes you come to church even mad about it. Sometimes you go to work mad. Sometimes you ride up and down the road in your car upset. You forgot. You forgot who blessed you. Is anybody hearing me this morning? Don't look so serious. I'm going to encourage you in a moment. Don't look so just. <laughs> See, God wants us to be a people that understands that he is, your life is rigged. Did y'all catch that? Your life is rigged. You've been set up to win. The whole thing is rigged. God already told you that you're an overcomer. No, no, I, I'm sorry. He didn't say that. Uh, he said you're more than an overcomer. He already told you that you're going to come out and you're going to be glorified with him. We said that in the Bible study. The beauty about God is that God see the whole chessboard all in one shot. He see you over here whining and craning and complaining and crying, you know, he see you crying over here, you're whining, but then he see you glorified. And that's why he can put up with your tears right now. He can put up with your complaining to an extent before he have to shut you down. Because he see he look on the other side, he said, "Oh yeah." He said, uh, uh, for the glory that is to come, they, they they'll be okay." They'll be okay. We need to walk around and say, God, every day, God, I thank you. It's hard, but God, I thank you. I don't understand this, God, but Lord, I thank you. You're in control. I thank you. Look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 real quick. Let's dig into the word a little bit. Can we do that? Philippians chapter 4, 6. Oh, I love this verse. This is a powerful verse. Y'all got to stay with me. I'm going to roll this morning. You got your pens and pencil handy. I'm going to get you night. Listen, before the turkey come, I'm going to fill you up today. Amen, amen, amen. With good things in Jesus' name. I'm going to load you up with the word today. You're going to be full. Everybody say full. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 6, now watch this. I want you to stay with me. This is important. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for what? Nothing. That means anxious is worry, frustration, anxiety, fear. The Bible says be anxious for nothing. Well, Pastor, what about, isn't there some things that I'm supposed to be anxious about? Uh, search the scriptures and let me know if the Bible ever com commands you to worry or be afraid or to be anxious. If you're worrying today, it's because you chose to. Okay, I got to keep going because I'm going to make somebody upset. Because y'all don't want to hear that. Y'all not ready for me this morning. I can tell. Y'all are not ready. If you're aware today, it's because you want to worry. Because God says be anxious for nothing. Not, how, what does nothing mean? Boy, y'all are some Greek theologians, smart, telling you. <laughs> be anxious for nothing. But in everything. Everything. Okay, Pastor, can you explain what everything to me means? Everything. Good. Bad. Ugly. The Bible says, in everything, watch this, by prayer and supplication. That word, that word supplication means deisis. It's D-E-E-S-I-S in the Greek. It is a humble plea. It's a cry to God. He said, but in prayer and supplication, watch this, with what? Y'all reading? With what? Say it nice and loud. With what? See, watch this. Prayer should always begin and continue with a spirit of thanks to God. So, so he said, now look, bring your supplication. When you pray, bring your supplication, state the case, but make sure that it's a spirit of thanksgiving behind it. 
See, don't just get before the presence of the Lord and, 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 and state the issue bef- without saying, well, God, first of all, um, God, you know, th- this is what the problem is. But first, I want to thank you in advance. How many Christians come in the presence of God and never, ever say thank you? You know, if you're a Christian and you eat your food, shame on you if you don't bless it, you don't say thank you. you ought to, how many know you ought to thank God every opportunity you get, especially before unbelievers? Thank them for that food you're about to receive. Amen. So Paul said, watch this. He said, so when you come, when you bring your supplication, when you bring your, 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 your situation to God, make sure that Thanksgiving is, is guiding that prayer. Because if, you, if Thanksgiving is not involved in it, then what can happen is we can easily slip into a place of ingratitude where we're unthankful, where we're just mad. And so, so always, every time you talk to God, you're always thankful. Everybody say thankful. See, this is why it says, see, Psalm 100. We read Psalm 100. Go back to Psalm 100. Look at verse number 4 in Psalm 100. Psalm 100. Look at verse number 4. It says this. Watch this. Enter into his gates with what? Enter into his gates with what? And into his courts with what? And be what? Unto his name. Now, um, for some of you know that I live in Acquire Harbor. Anybody know where Acquire Harbor is? So we have this thing called a gated community. I call it a poor man's gate. Don't let that fool you. <laughs> I say gated community. I mean, you know, only, you know it exists. But I digress. So in order to come, the way it's supposed to work is when you come into my community, uh, they, they have a gate before you can even come inside. And you've got to do one of two things. You either have to have a decal where you can go through, or you have to have permission to come through that gate. In other words, they ain't going to let you in. They're going to be like, nope, you can't come. So in order for you to enjoy the beautiful amenities of a choir harbor, all the pools and all of the parks and, and all of them big old hills and horse stables and marina. Before They said, you cannot come here first until you either have a decal or you need to get some permission. How many know the gates is the place of entry? See, the gate is the place of entry. The Bible says, enter his what? Gates. With what? See, it's the same way with God. See, a lot of us are not even qualified yet to really come in. And I, I'm talking about this issue of prayer uh, b- because we haven't even come with the decal yet. See, the decal is, you want to get in here? Where's your Thanksgiving card? Oh, you come right in. See, many of us, we're not even at a place yet because we enter his court. With, the Bible says don't enter his court. We're complaining. Don't enter his court talking about, woe is me. He says, enter my courts, my gates, with what? Thanksgiving. That's your access code. And then he says, once you come into my courts, now praise me. Now, praise me. Before you start belly aching about all the stuff you want me to do, give me some praise first. After you do that, now we can chit-chat. He says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. You know, every time you open your mouth, you open your eyes in the morning, excuse me, when you open your eyes, as soon as your eyes come open in the morning, boom, Lord, I thank you. Thank you. Before your feet hit the floor, Lord, I I thank you. How many of God's people just only talk to God when they're in trouble? Only talk to God when you want something. How many know we ought to do better in that church? We got to worship God when everything is going well, and we got to worship God when it ain't going so well. The Bible says from the rising of the sun to when the thing goes down, we ought to what? Give him praise. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. And then he says, be thankful to him. Be thankful. It's a continuation. Be thankful. I got a question for you this morning. 
Do you have your decal? Have you been coming into his courts thanking him? When's the last time you gave God thanks? Did you just wait till you got here today? Or did you do it all through the week? Every time you talk to the master, you give him thanks. Now, what motivates us to be thankful? Think about this. Well, pastor, <laughs> lately I ain't have much to be thankful for. <laughs> Things been so bad for me. <laughs> So what motivates us to be thankful? Number one, we are triumphant. Everybody say triumphant. triumphant. The Bible says, now, thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph in Christ. That's 2 Corinthians 2.14. How many know that God saved you? How many know he redeemed you? How many say, Pastor, God brought me out of that dung heap I was in? God brought me out of addiction. God brought me out of a place of hopelessness. God rescued me. As David said in Psalm 16, 6, the lions have fallen to me in pleasant places. God has established you. God has been good to you. He has provided for you. He has cared for you. He has rescued you. He has put his Holy Spirit on the inside of you. He has given you hope. He has given you dreams. He has given you vision. God has been with you and he has elevated you from the dung heap. And some of you know where you were at when God got you. You were in a bad place. How many know you ought to give him thanks? If God did nothing else, if he stopped, he did more than enough. I'm telling you, when God delivered me, I couldn't stop weeping. And still today sometimes, when I think about the goodness of the Lord, Oh, God. Some of you just need to think back. See, this is why, see, that's why you can't focus on your problem so much. See, at some point, you got to focus on, God, you've been good to me. See, 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 everybody say shift your focus. Shift your focus. You got to shift your focus. See, when you shift your focus, then you turn that complaint into praise. How many of you know God won't praisers? God is looking for praisers. God is looking for folk that will say, Lord, I thank you. How many know Joseph was blessed because he thanked the Lord? You know Joseph. You know about Joseph. That was a bad boy. We've been studying about Joseph for the past several weeks in the Bible. Joseph was thankful, and because he was thankful, God elevated him. But you know what he was going through? A hard time. Is there anybody here going through a hard time? You need to take a look at Joseph's life and then come back and answer that question. Because that brother had a hard time. But he was thankful. Everybody say, thankful. 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 You can, what motivates us to be thankful? He's always with us. How many know God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you? Amen. People will leave you or forsake you. Am I right about it? <clears throat> who, have, who have ever been let down by people? Come on. <laughs> Jesus said, why is it? I will never leave you or forsake, so, 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 or forsake you. So watch this. So, you know, I'm going to be grateful and I can be thankful because I know that no matter what, he is with me. You see, you got to know. You got to know. Give me, come, come here, brother. Come here, young man. Come on, come on. Come on. I know you. Come on, hurry up. Come on. Come on, youth. Youth. Up. Youth. Youth. Come on, youth. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. You see, I want, you to, I want you to follow me. I'm going to walk around. I just want you to follow me, all right? David said this. You remember, follow me. Come on, no, follow me. Come on, follow me. I, I want you on my heels. Follow me. David said that no matter where I go in life, David said no matter where I go in life, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Jesus said, lo, I will be with you even until the end of the age. He said, I will never leave you nor what? Forsake you. And when I look at he's always what? Come on. Good. Give him a hand. I'm going to be thankful because I know that he's with me. You know, another reason I'm going to be thankful is because it's all working out for my good. Romans 8.28. How many of you believe that verse? Romans 8, 28. Y'all know that verse? 
For, watch this. For God causes all things. Say that again. Somebody say all. All things. All things work together for good for those who love God. How many of you love God? Here's the confidence. All things, brother, all things, sister, work together for good. He didn't say it was all going to be good, but God said, I'm going to manipulate it so it's going to turn out for your good. This is my confidence. This is why I thank him, because you're looking at this situation. You say, yeah, brother, it's bad. I don't know how God can get in the glory out of that, but he said he's going to get glory out of that. I, I don't know. How many you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. I'm looking at this thing. I don't see it, God. But, but you said all things work together for good. And I'm glad he didn't say some things. I'm glad he didn't say, well, you know, every now and then there's a couple things here. He said all things. So watch this. Everything happening in your life, good and bad, God's going to flip it around. To, it's going to work for your good. Look at your brother and your sister and tell them, hang in there. Tell them, say, it's, turning, it's coming in your favor. Tell them, say, it's coming in your favor. It's coming in your favor. It's coming in your favor. Hallelujah. All things. You, you know another reason why we need to be thankful? Watch this. Because God demands it. God demands that you give him thanks. You know, you look at the Bible, you study the Old Testament, New Testament. Every time you turn around, you see over and over again, the Bible talks about give thanks unto the Lord. And, and, and you know, the children of Israel, you know, God got really upset at them. God! How <laughs> me know when God gives you bread from heaven? Manna! I mean, you're talking about express food. God rained heaven, food from heaven, boom! And, and you know the people of Israel, uh, they got a little bit mad because God made them eat bread for, for weeks. And, and they didn't have no meat. They weren't vegetarians or vegans. They started demanding, we want some meat. We are sick and tired of this matter. Now, you would think from a natural perspective, that, hey, you know, it's natural today to think, you know, after all, God, I mean, if I, eat, if I eat the same food for like three weeks, naturally you would think that, hey, God would give me a little grace on that. He'll be like, okay, I understand why you're tired of it, right? You, you would think God would say that, right? God got mad. God said, no, 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 no. You know, it's kind of like your children. You know, we live in a generation now. My kids, you know, I grew up, uh, <laughs> let me tell you something. There was some night we ate pork and beans and hot dog five days a week. And while I ate my hot dog and my pork and beans, and I had some problems in my tummy, but, but I praise God. I was thankful. Come on, does anybody know what I'm talking about? You know what them beans to do, tell you? Amen. We'll leave it right there in Jesus' name. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, but nowadays, my, kid, my wife, my but baby, uh, let's just eat this. Let's just eat this. Eat some more uh, chili. My wife makes some great chili. Eat some more. The kid, we ate that last night. <laughs> Boy, I get fired up over that thing. So what? 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 You can't eat the same thing two nights straight. And y'all know what we do? We give them what they want. You want something different? You slave. You tired? You can be, oh, God. But they want something different because they ain't going to eat it. Put it in front of them. I bet they eat it. <laughs> See, we are, we, we are promoting a spirit of ingratitude in our young kids. Every now and then, make them eat the same thing for two, three nights straight and tell them give God thanks. You teach them something. And you know what? It's going to save you money on the back end. Come on. Come on, because beans will last you for, you can buy beans for $20 to last you a whole week. <laughs> Spaghetti, too. Look, look at, look at, <laughs> look at, y'all got to stop. Y'all making me, look at uh, Numbers chapter number 11. Look at Numbers chapter 11. I got to get there. Numbers, numbers chapter 11. This is, this is something else. I don't even know where I am now. I got to find where I am. Jesus. Verse number one, look at here. This is, this, listen, listen to the people. Now, when the people complain, mm -mm, 
It displeased the Lord. Y'all see that? Oh, Jesus. For the Lord did what? The Lord what? Heard it. How many know that every time you complain, who hears it? Do y'all know that? God hears every time you complain, God says, what's that I hear? You know what will get God, the favor of God, the grace of God, off your life in certain areas is when you refuse or you stay in a place of complaining. But look what God did here. So when the people complain, oh, God, give us some fish. Give us some meat. It displeased the Lord for the Lord heard it. And God's anger was what? Aroused. And that's one joker. You don't want to get upset. The king of kings, the Lord of glory. You don't want God mad at you. Somebody said amen. amen. So the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some in the outskirts of the camp. And some of you thinking right now. But God, that was kind of harsh. It ought to give you a little bit of insight of how God feels about ingratitude. God, God doesn't like. And, and you, know, one, you know what else kind of caught my attention? He said, God consumes some. And I believe, my personal conviction, this is just Pastor Gary, that the ones who were the biggest complainers, those are the ones he took out. The loudest complainers. How many of you now know that you need to avoid complaining like the plague? You need to stop complaining about your situation. Stop complaining and start praising. Now watch this. Now watch this. The importance of giving thanks. Watch this. The importance of giving God thanks in everything. Philippians 2, verses 14 through 15. Write this verse down. Watch this. Do all things without complaining. <laughs> Some of y'all say, Pastor, that's hard. Yeah, but it's Bible. What do you want me to do? You want me to tell you something else? I can only tell you what the word says, right? Do all things without what? Complaining. This is, this is Philippians 2, verses 14 and 15. And disputing. Watch this. That you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine. Everybody say you shine. As lights in the world. So the Bible says do all things without complaining. And remember, he's do all things. If you're going to do something for God, don't, don't complain about it. And don't say that people made you mad. Well, you just made me. No, you got mad because you lack self-control. Tell the truth. Amen. Nobody. Why would you give somebody that kind of power over you? Come on, church. There's, ever, there's never a reason for you to walk around with a complaining spirit. Never. Never. Because, look, I'm grateful. I'm not going to, you tripping, that's on you, but I ain't, I ain't get that thing off of me. Amen. Like Paul, you got to shake it off. <laughs> you got to shake it, look at the neighbor and say, shake it off. <laughs> but look what he says, this, this is an interesting thing. He says, do all things without complaining and disputing. Why? Because you are a uh, 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 light in the world in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. So you know what, you know what, Paul, is, you know, you know what Paul is saying there? Listen, let me, give, let me give you an idea. When people on your job want to, how many, you know, how many got people on your job that complain? How many of you complain sometimes about your boss and your supervisor? Oh, I'm about ready to step on your toes big time. Listen, how many know that you're a light of the world? And when everybody else wants to start complaining and whining and talking bad about their boss, you know what you need to do at that moment? Separate yourself. Say, so you know what? There's one thing to take up an issue and deal with it, but it's a whole other issue to start complaining and whining. Why? Because then when we behave that way, watch this, we are no different than the world. Are you hearing me? Y'all hearing me when I say this? When we complain like everybody else, what makes us any different? We just said, look, I'm going to be thankful. So watch this. I'm not going to be, a, you ever met people that's always complaining and disputing? You ever meet people like that? Amen. You know, every time we turn around, they're mad and they complain about everything. The sky is, it ain't never sunny in 80. Never! And even if it's sunny in 80, there's rain in there. It's never sunny in 80 for some people. 
How many know that as a Christian, you ought not listen? People ought to look at you and say, boy, you're that, you're, you're so grateful. How come you don't complain like everybody? How come you ain't mad about this like everybody else? Don't you want to know that we're we going we gonna, we gonna to turn this thing over, brother, and we need you to jump in with us? How many know that, no, you're not going to jump in with anything. You're going to jump in with God. Amen. And you know what? If everybody else want to trip and be a complainer, I'm not going to be a complainer. I can deal with an issue without complaining. Am I hearing about it? I can deal with an issue and not walk around with a complaining spirit. How many know that boss? Some of you got a bad boss because God put that boss there to keep you straight, to work on you. So you ain't going nowhere. Prophetic word. Oh, prophet, prophesy, Pastor. Prophesy. You're going to keep that boss. Some of you mad right now. I ain't coming back, Pastor. I ain't coming back. God, God got a way of doing that, don't he? Why? Because God want to teach you to be grateful. Everybody say, be grateful. Be grateful. Be thankful. Hallelujah. Ephesians 5.20 said this. Give thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians, watch this, 5.18. Listen to this verse. In everything give thanks. Watch this. For this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. Well, Pastor, I don't understand but the will of God in this situation. Here's the first thing. Give them thanks. But Pastor, what if I don't like it? I ain't got nothing to do with it. Who, tell, who talked about who you like and what you don't like? I got a situation I don't like. But God ain't God called me to give thanks. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna stay on the place, I'm gonna stay in the place of blessing. <laughs> I'm gonna stay in the place that I'm grateful and I'm thankful. He said, for in everything, in everything, even a happy child, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning you. If you're broke today, give thanks. Why? Because you believe God's going to provide for you. If you're sick today, give them thanks. Because you're believing that God's going to heal you. If you're hungry today, give thanks. Because Brother Walter going to feed you if you ask him. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. He's right there working on the computer. He's in deep thought. Amen. He's in deep thought. Finally, in closing, in closing, I'm going to speak a little bit about contentment. How many of you right now are content? Uh, you know, we're, we're in this season, right? I'm going to tell you what happened in this season, right? It's Thanksgiving and it's Christmas. And, you know, and then right after Thanksgiving, they got that big day. What do they call it? Blackwood. Ooh, boy. There have been some people that got killed. I never get it. I mean, I see, I watch TV, I'm like, what? He died because, I mean, what a legacy. I mean, I'm just saying, I hope nobody lost somebody, you know, like that. But I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm like, you know what? If, I'll wait. Because a lot of people can't really afford it anyway. I'm just saying. See, what happens is, this is a season where people start spending money that they don't have. This is the time when people start looking at everybody else's stuff and seeing what they got and your kids come and tell you they want it. And then if you don't watch it, you'll get upset. You'll get frustrated. You'll get discontent. Why? Because I want to get that for my kids and I can't. And you're going to the store and you're in Toys R Us and you're mad. You're mad because I really want to get that and I can't. And my daughter, she really wanted that phone. Oh, she really needed that phone at five years old. She really needed that iPhone. She needed that iPhone. God, oh. And if you don't watch it in this time of year, you'll fall into a place where you're in the store and, and you're you're, a, a spirit of discontent will come over your life. Because you start seeing what everybody else is doing and then you start Stop focusing on what God has done for you. See, the Bible says in 1 Timothy 6, verse 6 and 8, write this verse down. Now, godliness with contentment is great gain, spiritually speaking. Godliness with what? Contentment is great gain. So here's what God says. God says, look, focus on being godly. Focus on being, having a great character. Focus on being wise. Focus on being holy. And the Bible says godliness with contentment, that goes a long ways. 
By the way, if you really want to bless somebody, uh, let me just say this. If you find yourself in a situation, I want you to be content, amen? I want you to be able to bless people, because I know you love people, but I don't want you to be upset. Uh, uh, Brother Walter had, had given me something that he gave me a poem on Pastor Appreciation Sunday. So that poem sits right up on my mantle. Probably one of the best gifts I've ever, get, I've, I've ever received. And it probably didn't cost him a whole bunch of money. But how many know words are powerful? So if you don't have, listen, before you go in debt, write somebody a nice letter and tell them how special they are to you. And talk to Brother Walter here, frame it for you, make it look pretty, and it, it'd be very valuable. I just want to throw that out. Why? Because we want you to be content. Because when you're discontent, that's when we get in trouble, amen? We start lusting after things. We start lusting after things. And then you sit back and you're upset. And then when the man of God or, or somebody come in and say, well, it's time for the offering. Yay! Hurry up and get this part of the service over. Ooh. That stuff on any toes. Look at me and say, be content. The being content don't mean that we don't try to better ourselves. Being content that we don't, that, it doesn't mean that, 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 that you know, because somebody, well, Pastor Bailey said, well, I could just be a bum and be lazy and not work because I'm going to be content. No, you're going to, no. Don't be twisting me. Content means, doesn't mean that you don't try to better yourself or do better. It just means that you're not complaining in the process. You're content with what God is doing in your life. He says, godliness with contentment is great gain. But look what the Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 and 13. He says, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be what? But you know what Paul said? Don't, don't miss that. You know what Paul said? He had, Paul said, I had to learn it. Did you catch that? In other words, it's not natural for you to just be content when things are really hard or we can't have it your way. McDonald's, Burger King, whoever said that slogan. See, it's not that. But Paul said, Paul said, after going through all this, I had to learn that whatever state I'm in, I'm good. I'm going to bless God. I'm going to be thankful. Can you say this morning, Pastor, I'm going to be thankful for whatever situation I'm in. Yes, Pastor, I'm going to try to do better. Yes, I'm going to better myself. But, but, but if things don't go the way I want them to go, God, I want you to know I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to honor you, God. Paul said, I had to learn that whatever state I find myself in to be content. Pastor, why are you talking about content? Because when you become discontent, because discontentment and thanksgiving uh, or, 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 yeah, uh, Thanksgiving and complaining, they can't occupy the same place. One got to go. Am I right about it? See, if you're discontent and complaining, then Thanksgiving has a way of being squeezed out. And remember we said earlier that you got to enter his gate with what? So you want your, you want, you want your decal, right, to get in. Your decal is Thanksgiving. But you got you to gotta be in a place. You got to be in a place where you are mindful of that. You're going to have to learn it. You're going to have to learn this. You know what? I'm going to be content. I don't like it, but I'm going to be content. I'm going to pray that God moves, but while I'm waiting, I'm going to be happy in Jesus. Look at him and say, be happy. Be happy. happy. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. But Pastor, what do you want me to do? Here it is right here. Determine that you're going to be a person that give God thanks every day. Everybody say every day. Every. And in every situation. How many of you know that in every situation you can give God thanks no matter how bad it is? Okay, I want you to think. Think about how bad you, whatever it is, think about what you're going through right now. Think about it. Just get a snapshot in your mind. Is there somewhere in there you can give God thanks? Then you need to do that. Focus on that instead of focusing on what you don't have. Focus on thanking God for what he has done. It'll change your life. It's going to change your life. 
I promise you, it'll change your life. So don't just focus on the negative. Look for God's hand and declare his goodness amidst all of it. Commit to being a praiser and not a complainer. Some people think when I say praiser, it means you got to dance. Sometimes praising is just speaking loudly and proclaiming. It's, it's an attitude. It's an attitude of gratitude, amen? Have an attitude of gratitude. Let's declare the Lord, I am going today to be a person who's going to be known as giving thanks. Everybody who come into contact with me, they're not going to see me as a complainer. If, 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 if people see you and you're always complaining, you're always frustrated, you're always mad, then you need to stop, repent right now. So that's, that's the old me. Tell yourself, that's the old me. That's the old me. I ain't going there no more. No, I'm a man of God. I'm a woman of God. And therefore, I am going to be thankful. Why? Because it invokes the blessing of God. And I already showed you, ingratitude, well, let me tell you, it doesn't make God happy. How many of you want to make God happy? Then determine to be thankful. Amen? Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are thankful, first of all, that you gave your son. You said that if anyone believes in you, that they will have eternal life. You said in your word, Jesus, that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Lord, we are thankful that you spilled your blood, that you was beaten badly. You was bruised. You was whipped so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. Perhaps you're sitting here this morning and you say, Pastor, I don't know that if for some reason God decided to take me home today, I'm not really sure if I'd go to heaven today. I'm not really sure that I would be with him and, and I, want to, I want to spend eternity with Jesus. I don't want to go to hell. Hell was for the devil and his angels. It's not meant for you. God is not willing that any perish but all come to a knowledge of the truth. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. I've been trying this thing on my own. It's not working. I've been struggling. I haven't surrendered my life. At some point, I made a, I made a profession, but I really haven't surrendered my life. And today, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to show him my gratitude by offering him my life. If that's you this morning, you say, Pastor, I want to get saved today. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to stop playing games. I want to surrender to him. I want you to slip your hand up. I want to pray with you. The Bible says don't resist the voice of the Holy Spirit. If God is speaking to you and he's telling you to give your life to him, don't discount that. That's just love chasing that. That's love chasing you down. If that's you this morning, you say, I need to give my life to Jesus. I want to get saved. Come on, slip your hand up. Won't you come today? Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. He loves you. He loves you. Is there one who said, I want to get saved today? We never ever close the service without giving everybody an opportunity to come to the foot of the cross. There you will find life. There you will find hope. There you will discover peace that will last and transcend the issues of this life. Is there one? Perhaps you're sitting here this morning and this is for all you believers out there and perhaps you have realized that you've been complaining in your spirit. You've been a complainer. Maybe you haven't been a good example on your job. Maybe you haven't been a good example before other believers. Maybe you focus, you realize you focus far too much on the negative instead of realizing that God is sovereignly watching over your life and, and leading your life. If that's you, I'm not going to ask you to come up. But I just want you right where you are, in the presence of God, just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, forgive me for having a complaining spirit. Lord Jesus, I covenant with you to be grateful. Lord Jesus, Help me to see your hand of mercy and grace 
in my life. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, for complaining at times. Lord Jesus, help me to be a better example. And Lord Jesus, I am grateful. I am thankful. Although everything is not what I want it to be, I'm thankful that you're working them out for my good. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, church, stand to your feet. And while you're standing, go ahead and give God a praise offering. Give him a praise cap if you're grateful this morning for what he's done in your life. How many of you are going to be on the road this week? Uh, out, of, out of the country, out of town? Oh, by the way, speaking of that, we do need to pray uh, for um, um, pray for Sister Honoring. She's in South Africa, so she will be there for a, a few weeks. So make sure to keep her uh, lifted up in, in your prayers. And so for those of you who are going out of town, uh, we just want to, um, let, me just, let me just offer a prayer. Lord, I just pray for the folks that may be traveling this holiday season. God, I pray for protection on the roadways. I pray that you will protect us from dangers, Lord God, that we don't know about. Lord, protect us and shield us, Father God, from accidents and all kinds of issues, Father God, that will happen, Lord, at this time of year. I pray that none of your people in this room, them or their family members or their loved ones, would be a statistic. I pray that you would keep us and watch over us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And, and I just, I just want to do that because, because I don't take nothing for granted. A, a few years ago, my wife and I, and some of you know about this, we had went uh, on a vacation and we jumped on the road. And I'll never forget that we had a guest speaker that week. And the guest speaker said, before y'all go, we want to pray over you. They laid hands and prayed over us. And that same night, we had gotten, uh, uh, we had did some, uh, some work at a, a local car company here. And, and they forgot to tighten up the lug nuts. So we had drove almost all the way to Georgia before the wheel fell off. And our van was spinning all the way. It was late at night, and, and there was no other, if there were other cars on the road, it would have been a disaster. Uh, I may not be standing here today. So I don't take it for granted. And God shielded and protected us. I believe in the prayers of the saints. And so when I said, when I prayed for you, I really meant it. And I, when I say for you to pray for one another who is going to be traveling and busy, pray for your brothers and sisters. Amen. Pray for them. Prayer works. It really does. Amen. Are you grateful? Yeah. Amen. Come on, lift your hands with me. Lord Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you for your wonderful grace. I pray, God, that you would bless us with good fellowship, Lord, this week. Father God, as we gather together with our families, Father, I pray that this attitude of gratitude will change the way we relate talk and carry on in our lives. Father, I pray that we will become contagious and that, God, that we will be a 